Hey guys, this is the Caniac Report. I am Sam Wallace. And wait, am I the only Sam that's talking in this episode? Well, it turns out it is. So, once again, my name is Sam Wallace. To those who are just now listening, um, Sam Driscoll, the other co-host, is not going to be able to be with us for this week's episode, but will be with us uh, next week. As uh, this episode, we're going to mostly be talking about the Chicago Wolves, uh, what's going down in our farm team, as um, they are now in the championship, and the first games I am... Uh, recording right now is going to be uh, later today at around four o'clock so it's going to be fun uh, and exciting and before I do go into that part though we are going to be talking about news around the league itself around the NHL as last week uh, we heard from Gary Bettman and Bill Daly on uh the revenue side of the NHL this past season. And at the very last part to the last segment of this episode, I'm going to do something a little bit lighthearted as today is Father's Day again as the times I'm recording this. I know you guys listening uh, to this episode Father's Day what I've already passed, but I'm going to have my dad here. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about hockey growing up, as hockey was one of our bonding moments together. So, uh, from around the NHL, um, with Gary Bettman and Bill Daly, they talked about, the, obviously, the revenues of the NHL. Um, the league made $5.2 billion uh, this past season, which is the most that they have had in a long time. Now, we know a couple years ago, or a couple seasons prior to this past one, uh, revenue was struggling, but a lot of sports leagues were due to the COVID pandemic. But this was a very profitable year for the NHL. In fact, that was even looked as a conservative look of $5.2 billion because it probably was even more than that, which was, which is good for, uh, the owners of these teams like Tom Dundon and other owners around the teams of the NHL. Now, the reason why this is really good for the NHL is because it makes especially us fans, hopeful that the cap hit will be risen up. Now, there is another part of this. When the NHL lost a lot of money, as other major sports leagues did, like the MLB um, and Major League Basketball, with these ticket sales that they've lost, it was $3.6 billion in the 2020-2021 season. And because the owners were making money, they thought it was fair that the players shouldn't be making the money that they, they got from signing the contracts with 
these teams. So they developed this thing called escrow. If you guys have ever heard of it, <laughs> where the players would have to give up a a percentage of the money that they're making um, to a third party, and they don't know if they're going to make that back. And that is effective uh, for these players when they do sign big-name contracts. However, there is good news if you're a player, though, because the escrow, as both Batman and Bill Daly announced, uh, is going to be coming down. Uh, it, this past season was 17.2%. I mean, just imagine that percentage coming out of these players' paychecks. That is a lot. But for a next season, it comes down to 10%. And that will be through the 2023-2024 season. And then after that, 6%. So players will be gaining more money as the amount of escrow, uh, the percentage of that is going to be lowered down, which helps with the economy of the NHL and hopefully gets the cap space that these teams need. Now, the NHL is already gaining $1 million uh, of cap space this season because uh, the general managers made a voice of being like, we, we need it to move at least some, which I agree. So they were only given $1 million of cap space. So for the Hurricanes, uh, it was $18 million. Now it's 19, and we talked about how the Hurricanes could uh, improve the cap space of trying to get possibly better players because this team still needs to remain competitive. But that is very important into today's NHL because cap space is golden right now. Now let's get on with the uh, Chicago Wolves. Um, I've all one, one of my favorite parts of talking hockey is prospects. And I always think prospects are very important, especially with a flat cap as it is today, because they are on bridge deals and you're able to bring them up and it makes your team more affordable. And you never know if you're going to get another Sebastian Ajo or a Svechnikov, even though I do think there are exceptions and they definitely fall under that category. So, looking at the Chicago Wolves here, um, obviously, I'm going to be talking about more players than others. Because uh, there are a few veterans of the AHL um, in the likes of C.J. Smith, Stefan Nason, and Andrew Podorowski. Uh Podorowski had an amazing career. Well, I mean, amazing season, my bad. <laughs> of tallying over a hundred points for Chicago, and that's really good. And the reason why I say that he's a veteran is that he has hit his prime at twenty nine uh, or twenty eight years of age. Very good. Um, I know there are probably some fans of being like, "Well, let's get him up to the NHL." The only thing about that is that there are certain players where their potential the peak of it 
is an AHL type of player. They just cannot be in the NHL for some reason. And if they are, it's mostly on the fourth line. That's just how it is in today's sports. So you have uh, three play- veteran players leading the points. And then you have Jack Drury. Now Jack Drury, he has come up for a couple games. Only two. He played fantastic. Fantastic, I would say. I really was impressed by him, and I think this guy, even though the ceiling might not be as high as maybe Svechnikov or Ajo, I still see a top six potential in this guy and the way he plays. Um, Just by from looking at uh, his goals down in Chicago and how he played for us with the Canes, uh, he seems like a very good two-way player that can play on both ends of the ice. A little bit like Sebastian Ajo, although you could say Sebastian Ajo is more flashy than Jack Drury, possibly. But he's such a good two-way player, can work out on both ends of the ice, and... Another part of his game is that he's really good at his shot accuracy and his puck handling, and he's really good at getting around the defense. He's very agile in that department. And I hope he comes up, and I think he will. Um, I know there are some people out there that think he might challenge for a second-line center spot. I don't know if he does, but at the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, because there is a second-line center problem right now that we have, because it does seem like, well, I mean, even though we don't know, Trocek might be too costly for us, which does leave that second-line center option an issue. But you, but if Jack Drury does um, come up and he is competitive, he could fight for that second-line position um, with KK, because I think those are the two players that could um, be in the top six by the end of next season. Now, at the start, I think right now that is KK's job. I've told you how I felt about that. Sam Driscoll's told you how how he felt about that. So we'll see at the end of the season. Um, Josh Levo... Uh, he did really good. He's another veteran. He is actually uh, performing his very best right now in these playoffs. He's leading them in points. He has been a goal scorer with 11 goals. This guy has been fantastic. And I liked him um, when he came up a little bit. He is a fourth-line player, obviously. But I thought he was... Pretty decent. He had a little bit more of a sample size than Jack Drury. Um, but I really liked him. He has a lot of speed to his game, which I like. And he has pretty good strength. But he's been doing excellent in Chicago, and I hope that uh, that just continues from here on out. And I think he's going to be a big factor in winning, um, I believe it's the Calder Cup. Calder Memorial. I can't remember, but I believe it's the Calder Cup. And then, 
after Levo, you have a couple of players. Uh, I know Joey Keane. Um, he was a uh, promising prospect. I don't know if he's going to be in the NHL. I don't. But he looks like he's doing pretty good, though, with Chicago. I mean, this past season, he had around 33 points. Um, and in the playoffs, he's obviously doing pretty decent with uh, seven assists. And and hopefully he's an, another contributing factor that can help uh, Chicago win it all. Um, uh, we also there's also Maxime Lajoie on the back end. Uh, we saw him a lot in last year's playoffs. Um, I thought he was pretty good. He's definitely a top six. He's not top four by any means, but I think he can fill in at times. Um, but he's not something you want to ride into the playoffs with. And we kind of saw that when we versed Tampa um, the last playoffs. Now, next you have a guy in Spencer Smallman who can play a very grinding uh, type of play. Kind of like maybe a little bit of a Nino Niederreiter, Jesper Faust type of player. Now, he's not lighting the AHL up by any means. Now he's really good with his puck handling and uh he's also a uh, player who's has a very good strong work ethic. Now you also have a guy in like Jesper Selgren who plays a good two-way defensive game. Um but there is another player on the team that I really do want to talk about, because he impressed me during the preseason, and that is Jamison Reese. This guy is a very physical player. Uh, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Brock McGinn. He just has that edge to him. He's also very fast, and he can also really get around uh, the other team. The only thing is that... He hasn't really um, been lighting it up, but it's not in the likes where I would think is terrible. There is imp- There does need to be improvement to his game. So I hope he, uh, that continues, and hopefully uh, maybe uh, not this season, but next season he can really... Um, get a spot in the NHL because this is a player that I am uh, really interested in and see where his career goes. Um, there's also uh, Maxime Latunov, who we got in a trade from the Rangers. Uh, and he's kind of a depth option. And then there's a player that has played with us a lot in Jalen Chatfield. Chatfield, I'm sure you guys know, played very good when he got called up to the NHL. Uh, he's a very fast defenseman that likes to pinch a lot, so he has that offensive uh, natural tendencies there. Um, but he can uh, keep up with um, the players because he's just really good. And he also has a bit of a physicality to his game, too. He's not afraid to hit. And he's good at uh, also in the likes of what I would say teamwork. Um, he, he makes the smart plays and is very um, good 
uh, in his skating, and it, I would say he also is a good passer as well. Uh, let's hope that he does t- take a depth position. Uh, does he take a top six um, role? I don't know, but I do think he's on this team. Um, I think he kind of replaces Brendan Smith and the likes of being that extra defenseman. Uh, we'll see, though. I do think he is going to play more, um, considering that we did re-sign him to a contract. And next year, I believe, it's going to be a one-way deal, which kind of gives me hope in the fact that he is going to be with us the next year. So it's not next year, actually. It's actually the year after that. But I, he's 26 years old. He's still a young player. I I, I can't wait to see him play in more games. Um, You also have David Cotton, Josh Jacobs. These are guys that aren't really producing a lot of points, just depth players. Although Josh Jacobs has has been playing a little bit decent, I would say, in the playoffs. A, a good, solid defenseman. And then you have Ryan Suzuki, a former first-round pick for the Hurricanes. Now, he has been played with injuries, and that does concern me because injuries can always hurt a player's career. Um, we know, I believe he suffered an eye injury. I mean... 14 points in 34 games. I still have hope. This guy is really young. He's really good um, in terms of uh, his skating ability, and I think he's a great passer. But it's his effort level that I am concerned with, and I think Rod would be concerned with too, because you do want players that can give 100% Every night. And even though there aren't any players that give 100% every 82 games, except for maybe McDavid and Crosby, uh, you still want um, every player to have that as their goal. Uh, Ryan Suzuki, I mean, he's a good player. He has a lot of skill. It's just that work ethic I am a little bit concerned with. Hopefully he has uh he can turn that around though cuz he's only 21 years of age and I hope that he can continue improving that. I know he's marked um with a pretty good shot too. It's just we need to see a, a little bit more out of a first round pick, but he was a late first round pick, so I guess you you could take that with uh, what you will there. <laughs> now, during the last portion of the regular season for Chicago, there are a couple players I do want to highlight that um, were unsigned prospects that we drafted um, that I am really looking forward to and see how they play with their first full uh, season with Chicago next season. And that is Vasily Panamarev and Noel Gummer. Sorry that took me a while. <laughs> but those are two players I'm really interested in. 
Um, in 11 games, Vasily Panamarev has gotten 10 points. And in this playoffs with them, he's done pretty good too. He's really a good pass-first player. It's his passing that really sticks out for me with him. And he's also, again, there's also a teamwork thing with him that I really like. Uh, He works really good with other players. And he also, I would say, has an underrated shot. Very good at shooting the puck. Even though I do think that's something he a little bit maybe more needs to work on. I think he will, though. He's only 20 years old. This is not really his first full season with Chicago. And he was actually in the same draft as Ryan Suzuki. So if Suzuki doesn't pan out, which I hope he doesn't, but if he he does, you kind of do want someone from that draft to make it um, in the NHL. And Vasily Panamarev, he looks like he could do it from what I, I have seen with him in Chicago. I really do like this player. I, he's also um, a player that I think that can uh, work at both ends of the ice. So I think there's a good defensive aspect to his game. And he also is a good, I think, four-checker too, which to me... If you're a good fork checker, it shows that there is a desire and a want of getting puck possession. And I think that also translates into a little bit of work ethic also. So a very good prospect there. I'm a little bit high on him. I might uh, be in be the uh, president of the Pun- Facility Panamera camp if that is okay with you guys because I really do believe in this guy. Um, an interesting player, too, is Noel Gundler. Um, he played the same amount of games, uh, 11 games uh, during the season, and I thought he did pretty well, too. Uh, this guy has a shot. He is a sniper, in my opinion. He He can shoot that puck from way outside and still... It finds its way in. I love the way how he shoots it. It kind of reminds me of Svechnikov, especially in his first year, because, and we might touch on this a little bit more with uh, Sam Driscoll. I think Svechnikov in his first year was more of a sniper type of player. And now that we've seen him for a few more seasons, I think he's kind of transitioning to more of a power forward type of player. But Gundler, he's really good at his um, shots, uh, which impresses me the most. He's really good um, at uh, getting behind the defense, so he has really good agility. And there's just... A lot of his game that I am impressed in. Now, he is a slim dude. He needs to get bigger. He needs to get stronger because he can get um, pushed off the puck, I think, a little bit too easily. Kind of like what we saw with Jake Bean in uh, a couple of playoffs ago uh, when we won against Nashville and eventually got eliminated against Tampa. 
but he's a player that I hope can improve on his strength, um, can get a little bit more physically bigger. And if he does, I think he can be an excellent player. And interesting about Noel Gundler <coughs> is that he was projected to be actually a first-round pick. And he was picked up in the second round of the, um, I believe it was the 2018 draft. No, it was 2020. My bad. So I was way off there. The uh, same draft that we drafted uh, Seth Jarvis in. But yeah, he was projected to be around like middle of the pack, uh, first round first round um player but he slid down obviously i think it was mainly be mainly due to uh the size and the fact that he does need to get bigger get a little bit more buff but i i remember when we drafted him i was like dude this could be a steal and put me as the president of the uh gundler uh fan club because uh, i do think this player um, if he is projected to hit the NHL, I think he could be a very good top nine forward. Um, do I think he can be top six? Absolutely. But I guess only time will tell in that situation. Now, a player I do want to talk about, because he was a uh, first-round pick, and uh, we traded for him in the Justin Falk trade, is Dominic Bach. Now, he played around 30 games for us, and then he got loaned to the Dell League in Germany. Now, when I saw that he got loaned there, I was a little bit concerned, because it seemed like a step back uh, for a very promising prospect, especially when he was drafted in the first round. The only thing I can see this going well is if this was for development purposes and if he made this decision so that he could get better. I like it when players uh, take that stuff into accountability, but uh, I'm not really keen on him making the NHL, but he he's only 22 or 21 years old, I believe. But he's 22 years old, and maybe in a couple years, with uh, more development, maybe he can be an NHL uh, player. But if he does, I can't really see him in a top-nine role, though. Even though his forte is due to his one-on-one ability, and uh, he's also a really good passer, too. But can he take that to the NHL level is the question. And I I personally don't think he can, but you never know with these prospects. Now, let's get to the goaltending, which I'm sure everybody is excited about. Uh, I'm excited about uh, the young goalies that we have on our firm team. And it's not just Koshikov. Uh There's also E2 McAniemi. Um, now... McAniemi has not played a playoff game for Chicago. It's mainly been Alex Lyon and Kachikov, but both have been playing very well. In fact, uh, Kachikov, with his nickname being Coochie, which I think is funny, 
he got a shutout for uh, Chicago, which I think was really good for him and his uh, career of hopefully advancing to the NHL. And I think there is a lot of skill to this guy. He plays with an aggressive style, though, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Peter Mrazek's aggressive style, but I think he can be even better than Mrazek. I think he he could be another Shesterkin, possibly, with the way these Russian goalies have been entering in the NHL. Now, I know uh, Ilya Samsonov from Washington has had his struggles, but look at Vasilevsky, Shesterkin. There is some success with these Russian goalies, and I'm very proud of... Uh, seeing that and potentially having that in Kachikov in the future. He's going to need one full year, though, in the AHL. Because when we did call him up, he didn't even play a full season with Chicago. He played... Um, 15 games with Chicago. And he did really good. Which was amazing. A 921 save percentage uh, for the season. And you look at the playoffs and a 941 save percentage in three games. This guy's been playing fantastic. And I hope that he improves and maybe he does become a bit of a Vasilevsky, just a little bit more of an aggressive style to his game. I mean, I think, to me, what impresses me most is uh, his rebound control and his positioning. I think he's really good. Uh, the one thing um, I think he possibly could a little bit work on is moving side to side, but I think that can continue in his development. And then you have uh, Eek 2. McAniemi. I am sorry if I have butchered that name, but this is another young goalie who's only 23 years old. Does he have the hype of Kochkov? Maybe. I mean, he he played in 14 games this season, had a 922 save percentage. Uh, this guy is very, very promising, and and maybe in the future, once Anderson and Rance's contracts are up, maybe we see that tandem of Koshikov and McAniemi. That'd be interesting. It'd be a very young goaltending uh, situation with uh, Carolina if we do have them. But he's been doing very well, very good as well. I like to see him get some playoff action, though. Um, we know Koshikov and Lyon have. But I think next season, he's going to get a full season with Chicago. I believe we are going to let probably Alex Lyon go so that we can ride those two goalies next season. So, out of all the positions um, that um, we have prospects in, the goaltending department is the one that I am the most excited about with those two young goalies. And having a very good goalie, possibly in Kachikov, can really turn a team around. I mean, I love Vasilevsky, 
and all that stuff. And I know Tampa got blown out in the last game, but I think Vasilevsky is probably one of Tampa's MVPs if he is not playing well. It really does show if he isn't. So it's going to be exciting for Chicago. I hope they win it all. And now um, here is my conversation with my father on us talking a little bit about watching hockey, hockey together. Hope you guys enjoy. Well, uh, I am here with my dad. Uh, You want to say your name or just want to go by my dad? How about uh, I'll say Greg Wallace, but... You can call me dad. How about that? <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, since it's Father's Day, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about um, the hurricanes and how that has brought us close together. Uh, when was the first time we went to um, a hockey game? Well, way back in 2006, we had uh, arranged for uh, a loan to buy a new house, and it was from... Um, the uh, RBC Bank. And so after all the paperwork got done, the, the banker called us and said, would you like four tickets to a Hurricanes hockey game? And uh, I said, sure. I'd never been to a hockey game before. So we took the whole family, you and me and uh, um, your mom and your sister, and we all went down. They gave us great tickets. It was uh, center ice on the first floor. And uh, you and I just thoroughly loved the game. Um, I think uh, I had grown up in Arkansas where there was really not any ice hockey at the time. So we were like football and basketball freaks. But, but we went to this hockey game and you and I just fell in love with hockey. And the remarkable thing about it was that that was the season that the Hurricanes won the Stanley Cup. And what's um, ironic is that we are – Recording this on the day where we won the Stanley Cup uh, 16 years ago, which is really cool. Yes, it 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 is. I, I you you reminded me of that, and uh, I can remember you and me watching the game, uh, the final game together here at the house, and uh, of course, uh, uh, seeing Rod Brendamore raise the the Stanley Cup was something that will always be uh, in, in imprinted upon my mind. But um, we have had over the so so we've had sixteen years of watching Hurricane hockey together. Yes, we have, and. And uh, you and I especially watched through a lot of the uh, years where we had that long playoff drought. I'm sure that was hard to get through, but it's just amazing how this a new owner can turn everything around. And Tom Dundon surely has. Um, what have you seen from this team uh, before uh, the bunch of jerks era to now? Well, I think uh, the last few years have certainly been better. I mean, you and I, uh, we were faithful fans through all of that period there, sometimes uh, season ticket holders, sometimes not. We just would buy uh, seats, a couple of seats to the games and go. But um, the Hurricanes, I think, have, have improved in so many, many ways. Uh, I do think that um, – one of the biggest changes has been, uh, of course, in the ownership and management. And then, of course, having somebody like Rod Brendamore as the head coach, I think, has made a huge difference. Oh, yeah, he definitely has. Um, 
looking back at the years that we've watched hockey together, um, I'm sure there have been certain players that stick stick out to you. What are some of your favorite players that you have seen of while you and I uh, um, watched hockey together? Well, um, uh, whether we were able to see him on the the years that we had sick and t- uh, season tickets down on the first uh, first level, or uh, where you, you you and I usually see, sit up in the nosebleeds, um, the player that I have enjoyed watching the most uh, over the years has been Justin Williams. Nice. Uh, mine's probably Rod Brindamore, just because. Um, and I think he has much more meaning now because he's now the head coach. But, I mean, he lifted the Stanley Cup. He he really gave the Hurricanes a uh, pretty much a very known hockey team um, in the years uh, when they relocated here. And uh, now he's the head coach and is trying to get them to a Stanley Cup almost. Yeah, what what is that? What is that video series that uh, uh, was made about the Hurricanes going winning the Stanley Cup in two thousand six uh, that you and I watched? Um, it was, but it showed a lot of how Rod Brendamore was really the key player on the team that 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 inspired the team to really come back and win that uh, win that final game there in the in the Stanley Cup series. Uh, it was uh, leadership, and I remember there was like a um, a phrase of. Whatever it takes, Whatever I believe takes. is what what it was, and that was kind of the heart of it all. Him and I know uh, Kevin Adams, he was also on that Stanley Cup team. He's now general manager of the Buffalo Sabers. Um, the, the both of them were kind of the ones that led that team, and I think having such great leadership is such a key in winning the Stanley Cup. I, I can't agree more, and I and I do think that uh, that Justin Williams uh, was a part of providing that same kind of leadership in the in the Rod Brendamore vein over several years after uh, after Rod t- retired. Uh, Justin Williams was such a he was such a clutch player, uh, and and I, I I love for what he brought to the team uh, uh, on the ice, not only in terms of his skill, but also in terms of his uh, uh, just his way to rally the players around him and I thought we could see a very different uh, team the year that he came back after being gone for for a while Um, but I'll tell you another player that 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 maybe some of uh, your listeners may not may not agree with me about but one of my other favorite players was Alexander Simmon I even had a Simmon jersey with his autograph on it and I know uh, Simmon you know, fell on hard times here, and, he and did. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of fans don't like him. But I want to tell you what: when that guy was on, and when he was playing, uh, when he he brought his A game, uh, he was one of the best players that I think the Hurricanes has, has ever had. He he had, um, I think he had more talent in his little finger than a lot of the Hurricanes have had in their in their entire bodies. And I remember that that marvelous goal where he was was laying flat on his stomach with his head pointed away from the from the goal and he he backhanded the puck into the uh into the net I, that was just one of the that probably the most remarkable uh goal I've uh, I've seen a hurricane make at any point in time oh I know and it was against Edmonton I believe at home and that was such a sick goal 
And uh, I want to go back to your favorite player, though, and Justin Williams. Yes. Um, what would you say your the, your most favorite moment of him was? I know whenever I imagine Justin Williams, I think of that empty net goal that he made um, game seven against Edmonton that solidified the win for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and I can't help also but when, uh, but think about when uh, we beat Washington uh, in, uh, in, in the, it was a game seven. And, yes, game uh, seven. Williams is shot from the corner there that deflected off of Brock McGann and, and went into the net. I, I, you know, th- those, uh, those are just, uh, those are great times. There are a lot of, a lot of great, uh, memories with, with Justin Williams. Of course there are with the, with the whole team. And, and, uh, it's been a lot of fun watching the hurricanes and particularly together as, as father and son over the years. Oh yeah. Um, so what um, was it like uh, with uh, watching hockey with me? I know I can be very passionate <laughs> at times. Um, just what was that like? In well, you and I have had some wonderful discussions over the years about the hurricanes. I mean, we we get into a discussion on the, uh, you know, on the ride to the games, and when we go to the games in person, and then on the ride back, and 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 we listen to uh, the aftermath and and talk about it, and then uh, even uh, now with this great podcast that you all are doing, you and I uh, uh, have some some good conversations before you do your podcast. We we talk about things. I always I always look forward to you every day. You know, just sort of bringing me the latest hockey news. But I think I think it's something. You know, I think every father and son ought to have something over which they can bond together. I, agree. I think that's and I think that's something that you and I have been able to do over the years that has meant so much to me. Uh, being able to to share in our love for the the Hurricanes and watching the games and talking about them and analyzing them and everything. Uh, I think you even named me at one point the Complainiac because <laughs> I would I would gripe about uh, uh, certain things, you know, and say we need a goal scorer or whatever it might be but that's just part of the great interaction that we've had uh it's been fun watching the games but it's also been fun talking about the games and getting your insight getting what you think because uh i've learned certainly uh, over the years that you have a lot of great insight into uh this team and how and how they operate and and what what they do good and what they do bad too well, thank you. I'm still learning, but <laughs> we all are. Uh, yeah, and like like what you said, uh, hockey has been something that you and I have been bonded over uh, over the years. Um, I, I, it's just amazing um, looking back and just seeing that the countless conversations we've had before and after the game. Um, I want to recap on one conversation. Okay. It was when Kurt Muller was head coach. And I remember it was after a very, it was a devastating loss. I think we're, I think it was like a five to one loss. I can't remember, but I just remember us listening to the aftermath because that's what we always do after the game. And we listened to Kurt Muller and he said, stay the course. After we lost five to one, I remember that like it was yesterday. Uh, we pulled into our garage and we were sitting there, and we heard 
Coach Mueller say, stay the course. And I went into this rant. Stay the course? What do you mean, stay the course? We've lost our last <laughs> six games. What do you want to keep on losing? And all of that kind of stuff. And you somehow secretly recorded me and played that back. And we've had quite a few laughs over that uh, uh, over the years. Well, for the record, I no longer have that recording. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yes, I, I looked through my phone, and I realized this, I think, like maybe a year ago. Um, but I just wanted to tell you that now. Oh, well, I'm disappointed. Well, but I can, I can give you another rant, but, but it, was, it, was so, it was so funny. It was just sort of typical of the frustrations that a lot of us as Canes fans were experiencing during that period of, of, uh, of time. Yes, it was. Well, guys, that is my dad. His name's also Greg Wallace. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for uh, having us or, or being a guest on our podcast. Uh, podcast well thanks thanks for having me and uh, uh we'll keep having those conversations we'll keep going to games together and uh you know you may have to roll me in in a wheelchair at some point but but hey you know we'll we'll keep sharing this kind of of uh, our interest and fun in the hurricanes because it's been a great ride yes it has and remember guys if you guys like this episode please share it leave a review Hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And hey, uh, if you like it also, please share it too. We'd love to have um, a lot more listeners, but we also enjoy the amount of listeners that we have. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back with you guys next week.